Hello, it's Fatih, and this is Pizuk Integration Podcast. We are at the fifth episode, and let's review blog posts written in April 2021. Let's start with my best picks for April. There are three blog posts by Gunther. Integration Advisor, List of Supported XSLT Elements and XPath Functions. In the Integration Advisor, you can use a Graphical Mapping Editor. Since it's based on XSLT technologies, you can also use XSLT functions when you need more control about the mapping. And these blog posts explain the XSLT functions and give realistic examples how to utilize these functions. Next blog post is by Rafael, how to import SAP PO value mappings into SAP CPI. It contains a ready-to-use integration flow where you configure based on your PO connection and value mapping details and it converts it to CPI value mapping. And the blog post also has a documentation for this flow that generates CPI volume mappings from PI volume mappings. It's a very high effort and useful sharing. Next is a blog post by Sven. It looks like a regular how to build a flow guide, but the story and clean step-by-step presentation makes it worthwhile. It's about scraping a gym website to see the free slots and exporting that to Google Sheets for a detailed analysis using CPI. Next post is by Ali. If you are using standard packages from the discovery section in CPI, and if you have a problem with those packages and you want to create a ticket to SAP support team, you need a component name. In this post, there's a link to a wiki page which contains all these packages. Three blog posts by Vikas about writing mapping UDFs in CPI. He also implemented UDF node pool functions in Groovy script so that can be useful during a migration. Two detailed blog posts by Mike about error handling with SAP API management. That's all in the best picks. In the new features section, we have a blog post about malware scanner in SAP Cloud integration. It scans resources you upload to your flow. And also if you upload an integration package, also all data API artifacts, key store files, and binary parameter resources in partner directory. Now, let's review how-to articles. It's a blog post about creating a business rule in SAP Workflow Management and then triggering that rule via CPI. Two blog posts about calling CPQ REST service from CPI. It mainly discusses getting and using JWT 
or JSON Web Token. A blog post about creating fixed length files using XSL team mapping. There are two blog posts about having a test SFTP server. Since SFTP is based on SSH, you can use any Linux machine to connect via SFTP. In one post, a cloud provider is used to create this Linux virtual machine. And in the second post, it's created on the local PC. It's also an example of using cloud connector to provide connectivity from CPI to your own PC. A blog post that shows you can use SAP Passport certificates to call CPI services. It includes certificate to user mapping and testing from Postman. A blog post about using API management or other Cloud Foundry services with Kubernetes and Gardner. The idea of using SAP Cloud Connector inside Kubernetes is very interesting. A blog post about using integration suite to integrate S4 HANA Cloud with third-party system. It includes business process templates and also configuration on S4 HANA Cloud. How to configure a simple synchronous SOAP consumer in R3 system with CPI SOAP adapter. R3 system is the client and CPI is the server in this example. The blog post is very short, only outlines the main steps, but referenced SAP note contains two PDFs. It includes creating the service on CPI, testing it with SOAP UI, and all the steps required in ERP system like SOAP manager. There is also a troubleshooting section for common problems like certificate errors or authorization errors. A blog post about connecting to SharePoint without using open connectors. Now let's look at the blog post in community tooling category. There are two blog posts by Raphael and one by me about generating vector images of flows. If you take a screenshot for documentation, usually the text is blurry and if you zoom in the document, you can't see what's written on flow steps. Using these methods and also a tool in CPI Explorer, you can get those crisp and high resolution flow images and use it in the documentation. There's also a blog post about bulk MPL attachment downloader tool in CPI Explorer. Basically, if you need to download a lot of MPL attachments, you can choose the flow and date range, and then you can download them easily. And the last blog post in this category is about using two CPI tenants in a tree system landscape with FIGAF tools. And there's an extra blog post 
that contains CPI interview questions? I personally think some of the questions are too much for an interview and being able to do research is more important than knowing the answers all the time. But as an educational resource, this blog post is very good. It can inspire you to research new topics. It's end of the episode. If you have any ideas about improving the content or delivery, let me know. Thanks for listening.